Welcome to the City Beautiful Church podcast. Thank you for taking the time to join our family as we strive to live together in heavenly reality. For more great content, visit us online at citybeautiful.ch. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the City Beautiful Church podcast. Uh, You may notice this is a little bit different. This past week, we had a really special worship gathering uh, that we've been planning for some time now. You know, we've been in this series about listening to the voice of God, and we really wanted to take a Sunday and uh, just allow the Lord to speak to us through musical worship, through prayer, through liturgy, through Holy Communion. And so we didn't have a typical uh, message for you this week, but we thought it'd be really good to just sit down and talk through some of those main elements from this past week, uh, just to kind of keep you on the journey with us as we uh, are really seeking this out and drawing closer to God. And I'm actually sitting here with uh, Daniel, who's our executive director. Um, he's going to be sharing a little bit too about uh, a piece that he was leading us through. So um Dan, just overall, like, what were your big takeaways maybe from this past Sunday? Yeah, um, man, that that we're all capable of hearing the voice of God, I think, is something that we've been you know talking about for a while. Um, but we gave so many different moments to be able to practice that, mm-hmm. and I think that was a really cool um, piece because it gave us kind of a chance to yeah actually step into these things. Yeah. Um, through you know the the lens of of worship like we're gonna make this whole gathering um a time for you to engage with the lord um i think that was that was just really cool to be able to set that up for people yeah we were even talking about it before the gathering like when you know all the the whole team was together praying that you know for me as pastor i think there's always this temptation to say okay my job is to hear god speak and I'm going to come and tell you what he says. And now you guys do it. Um, but a lot of the shift that we've been making in the past six months has been, uh, you know, first of all, with our leadership team and now with our whole community to say, hey, we're actually going to learn how to listen to God together and then share what we feel like he's saying to each of us and kind of be able to drum out of that, like vision and, and where he's leading us. And this was, I think, another good example of like, you know, what you're picking up on. It's le- it was less about, hey, come to church this Sunday and hear what God has to say through this person, but rather we're going to keep creating these different moments and this constant invitation for you to step in and for you to do it. Um, and I think a lot of the authority that comes in being able to hear God speak and then to share that is in specificity, like how particular and specific it can come when somebody hears something Mm. uh, within themselves or through a friend next to them than just listening to a podcast or reading a book or Mm. listening to a sermon or whatever so Mm. i just thought that was so sweet yeah the just kind of the the thing of engaging in this community i think is really cool Mm -hmm. because like right that's the purpose of 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 church and, and worship is to engage in it together um but this gathering kind of named it yeah you know like we're actually going to value the space of worship, not just as a filler, you know, three songs in the right, front, right. but to actually say this is this is something we think is actually super important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we began um, this place of uh, that God speaks to us in moments of creative worship, um, because it's in creative worship that we're open to the possibility of who God will show Himself to be. And I spoke a little bit about 
you know, one of our central values is creativity itself and that art and creativity are kind of these vehicles for beauty. And, and what I've been kind of toying with in the past year, this idea that beauty is um, a quality that opens us up to the possibility of the world. Um, I think a lot of times when we live a life without beauty, it's pretty closed in on us and it's very well defined and it's usually in various tones of gray. Um, but when we engage with beauty, whether it's through music or art or, um, you know, even the beauty of relationship, like it, it opens us up to, to the possibility that there's more. And I think that that's so valuable in worship. And unfortunately, a lot of times in church culture, because we've removed beauty in the, maybe the, the Protestant household, because it's not useful, um, we've actually become very skeptical of beauty. Uh, and that means a lot of times when we step into environments that are in, you know, trying to be beautiful environments, we, the guard al already goes up because we feel like we're going to be manipulated into something. And usually it means we're going to be manipulated into feeling something. And so, you know, the critique against yeah. worship music, for example, can be when uh, there's a key change or, you know, there's like these echoey guitars or whatever it is. And, um, and it's so unfortunate because it becomes like this self-fulfilling prophecy. Like if I don't allow myself to be affected by beauty, then everything will stay the way that it is. But mm. I think we cut ourselves off to the deepest part of our heart. And so the challenge right up front was for all of us uh, to, to kind of submit ourselves in a really healthy way uh, to beauty and to moments of creativity and worship. Uh, because I think when we do that, we're actually surprised and de then delighted by what the Lord reveals to us rather than just trying to, to keep going on the kind of the, you know, the rumors of who he is or things that we've already learned about him or whatever. But it's through beauty that God speaks to us anew and kind of gives us this, this open possibility of who he is. Yeah. So that's how we kind of set up the night or the, uh, the morning gathering. Um, and then we moved into a more practical side, uh, and juice who's on the local global team led us through, um, the concept of God speaks to us through serving the least of these in our world. And so he led a prayer time, uh, focused on poverty, um, because their ministry education action, um, had a night Sunday night, um, and so we wanted to more so just kind of shed a light on, on poverty in Orlando and then lead um, into those moments. Yeah. Um, I, was, I was talking to somebody after the gathering who said that was such a pivotal moment for them because a lot of times in, you know, when we're in church and when, it's, when we're in worship, it's very much about us desiring to connect with God. And that happens a lot of times, but uh, to be invited to connect with uh, the community beyond the walls of our church is really powerful. And I think, unfortunately, we separate the, that out too often. What does it mean to love God and what does it mean to love others? And so even just being presented with some of those statistics, I think, was really effective for, for a lot of us. Like, you know, so Juice was sharing with us that almost one in five people in Orlando lives below the poverty line, um, which is kind of less than 20 grand annually. Uh, and probably about half of Orange County families would be considered working poor, which means that they bring in less than 50,000 a year. And that's, you know, those are stark statistics, I think, especially for a community that probably is, you know, rather more privileged than many like ours is. Um, but to not only be presented with those statistics, but to be empowered to know how to 
begin praying into those things. So we prayed confession uh, for the fact that we've turned a blind eye or we have you know, ignored people in the streets or uh, panhandlers or avoided certain parts of town or whatever it means, you know, and then asking the Lord to kind of break our hearts open for the people that he really cares about, um, to intercede for these amazing organizations uh, within our city who are actually doing something about it. So, for example, Sunday night, uh, the gentleman that was being interviewed for the Education Action Night, he works for Hope Orlando, and they walk around downtown in these red polo shirts and just check in on people and say, hey, how are you doing? What do you need? What's, what's your next step? Um, they offer a lot of medical services for free. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then there's a lot of organizations like that that are really doing something in our city. Um, we also pray for government officials to you know, kind of have that heart of compassion to really seek creative solutions to homelessness and poverty. Uh, for churches in our area that are already doing so much, I was... You know, one of the things that he said on Sunday night was uh, one of the organizations uh, that was mentioned was started by the five big churches downtown. It was at First Pres, First United Methodist, St. James Catholic, St. Luke Episcopal, and Trinity Lutheran. You know, they're all kind of in a row. Like they all came together and they started uh, one of those those thriving now thriving ministries downtown. Um, yeah, and then finally we we just spent time praying for people who are actually living below the poverty line. Um, you know, to see what what the Lord has to say for them and hopefully kind of stimulate some of us to action. And so that was kind of our second moment. Then our third moment, Daniel, you uh, led us in listening to God for one another within the room. Yeah, it was really sweet. Um, Kind of prefaced the moment by saying God speaks his love over us through our neighbors. And it's it's just with that baseline of, um, of God is always speaking and he can absolutely speak um, to the person right next to you. Um, and so I tried to really make it easy for people, but we paired up um, and uh, yeah, I said that, that God is always speaking love. And so um, if all you do is say, you know, God loves you to the person next to you, then, then you've accomplished, you know, the thing um, yeah. that we set out to do. Um, yeah, and so I kind of walked people through our pro- through my process of of, uh, of hearing the Lord for another person. It's actually the the way that the Lord has actually spoken to me most clearly is when I um, when I sit down and I just consider one of my friends. Okay. Um, it was the way that He first really engaged me in in the prophetic, um, and I think I I made it up to be something you know really like supernatural and crazy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I just sat down with a pen and paper and started writing things. And, um, you know, a lot of them kind of fell flat, but a few, I came to the person I was thinking about and they were like, wow, this is, this is actually really, really insightful. Mm. I was like, cool. Cause I didn't know really what I was writing, but you know, I felt like the Lord was saying it. Um, and so it was actually a really cool testimony. My, um, my parents were there and, uh, my dad who, I don't know if I've ever really heard him say, like, the Lord said this thing to me. Yeah. Said that he was asking for a word for my mom, who's right next to him, and um, said the word providence. And they were both kind of surprised by it because it's not a normal, you know, word you'd use. Yeah. But when my mom looked it up, she said it really resonated with her that it means that the protected care of God. Um, and knowing my mom, it's so is, is her, um, that he is... 
the Lord is using her to kind of protect the people close to her. Yeah. Um, so it's a really cool moment of, you know, me being on stage leading this, but, you know, getting to hear that actually the Lord was speaking. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a chance to, to like engage with anybody after that moment? Who did I talk to? Uh, I feel like I did. I'm not, <laughs> I can't remember it was really sweet. I, I was pretty nervous coming coming up and leading it. Um, but I think it was cool just to be able to see people pray yeah. for one another. Yeah. And, and I did kind of end it by saying, like, yeah, just, just pray for each other. Right. You know, you you know biblical truths if you've you know come to this church or been in churches at yeah. all. And so you're able to kind of speak love. Um, and so it was cool to see people who actually knew, didn't really know each other, mm-hmm. kind of standing next to each other and and speaking in so I don't know exactly what they're saying but it was encouraging to at least engage people in that process yeah I mean one of the things that we've talked about a lot for this year is we want people praying for people to be normal you know what I mean like we're it's like okay yeah this is just this is what we do we take time and we listen to the Lord and we pray over each other and and again it's like that doesn't always look the same way we're not saying there's some sort of grand formula for hearing the voice of God and then praying over that that over somebody, but um, I think that's been what's so encouraging to me this year that we're on the right track is seeing uh, people just step in and to do that and to, to give it a go, just to try it out and, and be again, be willing to be surprised by yeah. like how faithful he is. Yeah. Um, so the next uh, portion was us uh, coming to communion. We kind of phrased it as you know, God speaks to us at his table when we come ready to listen. And I was reminded of a vision that the Lord gave me a couple of years ago about um, the Eucharist, the Holy Communion, Lord's Table, whatever you called it growing up. And it was this, this uh, kind of memory from when I was a little, little kid in Michigan, you know, and, and many of you who are from the North will, will know this moment, but you know, you go outside to play in the winter and you're putting on your layers and your snow boots and your snow pants and your coat and your hat and like your scarf and it just takes so long to get it all up and running and then you go outside and you you have a great time and you play and then you know in our household we were always uh you know at to be at the dinner table at 6 p.m like ready to eat together i'm really thankful for that now especially that kind of rhythm and um i was just reminded of like you know, on those snow days, we'd come in and it would take us 15, 20 minutes just to get out of all of our snow gear. But we couldn't come to the table wearing all that stuff. Uh, you know, so a lot of times we're just sitting there like in our thermal underwear, like trying to dry off while we're, you know, getting ready for dinner or whatever it is. And, and it was this really sweet symbol from the Lord of like, this is what it looks like for us to come to his table that, you know, we wear all these different, Markers, our roles, our titles, um, you know, our failures, our triumphs, uh, expectations—all these different things. Some of them good, some of them bad, some of them just are. And that's all well and good for being, you know, a, a healthy, functioning human being. But there's this invitation when we come to His table to peel all of that stuff off uh, and to come and to sit at the table with God, so He can speak over us the core truth of our identity, which is that we are his beloved. And the beautiful thing about belovedness being the core of who we are is that's not something that's earned yeah. or won or proven. Yeah. It's only something that can be received. And so 
you know, we all need to be reminded of that belovedness, but I think it's at the table that God really begins to speak some of that depth to us. And I was even talking to somebody about this a couple of days ago, like when we can begin to engage with the Lord and say, what does belovedness sound like to me today? Like, how do I really need to hear that I am the beloved in whom you're well pleased? Mm. I think that really positions us to step into some of that, uh, the traditions in the church. Um, and again, just be surprised by what the Lord shows us there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we stepped into, um, you know, a time of uh, communion and giving. Um, and then kind of the final moment was um, that our sweet Heather Denmark had uh, some folks from her altered group uh, set up on the side to do some prophetic painting. Um, and so she was sharing a little bit about um, what, what that was all about and what was going on there. So I don't know, you've been working with her a little bit on that, like what were your reflections? And your sister-in-law was involved, which is so it's cool. It's true, it's true. Yeah, I mean, I think it's reflective of your, you know, one of your first points about beauty. Like we, we want to engage as Christians in, in creating. And um, one way that Heather has really tried to push into is, is in creating um, in a physical space to say like, Lord, what do you want to do? What do you want to say? And for people like um, Dakota and Ariel, it's like it's they have that tangible skill to be able yeah. to paint like a picture. And so if the Lord you know, shows something to them in their head, like they can they can write it down. They can they can put it into form. Um, and I just think it's so sweet to be able to platform those type of people in in, in that way. Um, yeah, I, I know Heather has just really tried to engage in it because she thinks that um, it can bring a really, just a cool additional element into a space yeah. um, that we're, you know, we're in worship, we're engaging with the the leader with the band um but there's a tangible expression of the lord speaking right next to us right so it's that almost like reminder of um the lord is speaking to them the lord can speak to me in a different way right yeah and i love that that's great um so yeah those were some of the main moments from uh this past sunday uh overall it just seemed people were refreshed and challenged in a really good and healthy way uh, so we have a lot more to, to, to go in this series. You know, we've got a few more Sundays where we're really focused in on the ways in which God speaks to us and kind of understanding that, being able to practice them a little bit. This coming Sunday, uh, one of our elders, Paul, will be talking about uh, some different ways in which God speaks to us through community. Uh, and then we're going we're gonna to shift in a few weeks to uh, more, more about our intention and posture, like how do we put ourselves in a position to be able to listen to him. And so kind of, you know, hopefully you're all recognizing through this that it's so, it's so personal in the way that the Lord has crafted you to be able to hear him uh, and to put yourself in that position to be able to listen. Um, but we don't want it to be for a lack of trying new things that we discover how God has called us to that. So um, thank you all so much for tuning in. Um, Keep on the journey with us, and we're really excited to see what the Lord says next. Yeah, and if you weren't there, engage in some of these things we said. You know, like if it's um, if it's engaging in poverty, if you feel yeah, convicted that you you need to confess, like you haven't been um, as readily available as the Lord is making you, then, yeah. then pray into that. Um, if there's someone in your life that you feel like needs an uplifting word, like 
sit down with the Lord for a, a moment, you know, on a text message and, and send it. Um, you're obviously not going to be able to engage in a, you know, communal worship that we did. Um, but the Lord is speaking through this community. And then if you're listening to this and you're a part of it, you know. So that's all we have for you today. Grace and peace. This has been the City Beautiful Church podcast. To stay connected, follow us on social everywhere at City Beautiful CH. We hope you join us again soon.